It's great to be with you in this room, and if you're joining us online, especially want to welcome you. If you're new here, hello, uh, and welcome to you as well. As Pastor Mark mentioned, we are in the fourth and final part of this parenting series, and uh, if you uh, weren't here from the beginning of it, let me catch you up just a little bit, because throughout this entire series, we hope that you've noticed that in each of the teachings that you know this truth that God isn't interested in creating the perfect family. He's interested in writing a better story for you and your family. And in the first week, we wanted you to know more than anything that if you have kids or if there are children living in your home um, or there are children in your lives that you're responsible for, that, that God made them. And he is molding them into his likeness, and he wants us as parents, as adult believers, to move our kids on to mission with Jesus. And in the second part of this series, we talked about what it looks like, practically speaking, to be the primary spiritual influence in the lives of the kids that live in our homes. And then last week, Pastor Tim was here, and he reminded us of this truth that while parents may be the primary influence in a child's life, they are not the only influence. We, and we need to expand our circles of influence in our kids' lives by connecting them um, to loving and caring adults. Which brings us today, to today, because, and even though I feel like I know quite a bit about um, the internet and smartphones and parenting and how it is shaping me personally as well as my family and how it's impacting the health of our family, uh, I thought we could try something different, as you can tell. Um, and since we're talking about parenting, um, it would be fun, I thought, to invite a couple of really fantastic people up here today uh, so we could have a conversation rather than just a straight-up sermon about the TechWise family. And so what is a TechWise family? Well, my definition of a TechWise family is simply this. A TechWise family is defined not by how much or how little technology is used, but by their relentless pursuit to become more like Jesus, having both wisdom and courage by being faithful to him in person and online. That's what a TechWise family is. And so over the course of the next half hour or so, we're going to unpack that statement um, by talking to you about some guiding principles for a TechWise family. But two things need to happen before we do that. Need to make some introductions. And um, we feel like as, as a panel up here, we need to also give you a bit of a disclaimer. So let's start with the introductions. Um, as I mentioned, a couple incredible people, leaders in our church. These are two of your pastors um, here with me today on our family ministry team. I have Pastor Faith Hansard and Pastor Nikki Copeland. Uh, welcome. Thanks for, um, yeah, please greet them. Because it's really rare for you to, to be here with Definitely. us. You are loving and serving our kids and our teens um, and, you know, our, our tweens um, so well um, that we rarely catch a glimpse of you unless we have kids. So it's so, so important for people to know who you are. Um, so let's start with you, Nikki. For those who are new to Grace Point or, and don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. All right. Well, I am Nikki. You got that right. And uh, I, I have been on staff at Grace Point 
Um, actually, twice. I don't know if anybody knows that. A lot of people don't know that, but this is my second time on staff. I did children's ministry for about seven years, and then um, our second um, child came along, and we said, you got to stay home. So we um, took a break, and then the Lord was just super, super generous and um, let us come back into it as a family. So we have been, um, as a family, back here for seven years. And um, yeah. so that's, that's my story about Grace Point. Been loving on kids for a long, long, long time. Yeah. And you guys are all crazy. Because I am also the person who wore my pants inside out yesterday for half a day <laughs> out in public. So, okay. you know... So what you're saying is, is this is going to be good. So you this are in for it, really and you have trusted your children to someone who wears her pants We're just, let me, inside let me, out. I feel like that needs a disclaimer. Um, it, you know, um, I've never worn my pants inside I, out. Well, Josh. It's a thing. Like, I've done it too. Listen to wow. faith here. Okay. Listen to faith. Okay. Listen, yeah. yeah. So not only do I wear my pants inside out, but um, I get to have the opportunity to parent three um, treasures that I don't deserve. Yeah. So we have a 22-year-old, Hadley, um, who shines a light everywhere she goes. We have an amazing, talented artist of a daughter, Ella, who has taught me to trust Jesus more than I ever thought I could. She is an amazing gift to my life. And then we have Landon, who brings joy to our home every single day. So we don't deserve them. It's good. So we are blessed. Thank you. How about you, friend? Well, my name is Faith, and I get the privilege of pastoring the 5th through 12th graders, and I think it's the best job in the world. Um, and I am not a parent, um, but I love your kids, and I love um, you guys, and I love um, building that bridge between church and the home. And so I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be up here, and I've been here for... One year, four months, and three days. Yay. Hey. Wow. <laughs> Impressive. Yes. Yeah. Well, great to have you for that long, and hope you, you continue to stay many, <laughs> yes. many more. And I'm Josh. Um, I'm the discipleship pastor, and um, the, third, um, the third part that makes up our collectively our family ministry team. Um, so excited to um, have this conversation with you guys. Thank you for making us a part of your morning. Um, and um, now comes the disclaimer part, um, because today was billed, if you were here last week, our lead pastor so kindly told you and lovingly billed this as a panel of experts. Mm-hmm. The joke was on them. And, um, Good joke, Tim. So we feel, you know, we feel like we need to let you know we are experts at doing all the wrong things, um, and, but we've learned a lot from our mistakes. Um, also... Just want to let you know that our lead pastor, Tim, is a really, really generous guy, and he's always willing to lend somebody five bucks if you need it. So if you need five bucks, please find Tim after service. (laughs) He will be there for you. Okay? All right, good. So, um, you know, we're not the experts. We're parents. Um, We're we're 20-somethings, and um, we are in the trenches with you guys. 25. Uh, That's me. (laughs) That's just her. Just to be clear, 25. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, hey, this is what happens when you put like the children's pastor and the youth pastor and then like 
this yeah. this guy who deals with awkwardness really weirdly like just thank you yeah. for keeping it Listen, real. Listen, you need more training. Come downstairs. So what we yes. need you to do? Yes. What yes. we need you to do is right in the moment like we are coming to Jesus this morning, okay? <laughs> in the yes. most serious moment. We need you to shout out as randomly of a, as you can a story about your goldfish or even your hamster or maybe your puppy. And we are going to feel so much more at home, okay? Yes. That's what we need from you, okay? But yes. wait, wait until yes. I am inviting you to change your life forever yep. with Jesus. Please wait for that. That's right. Yeah. Yes, Miss Nikki, let me tell you what I did today, right? Right yes. now. Yeah. So, so uh, here we go. We have, um, we have five um, principles for a TechWise family that we are looking forward to sharing with you in this conversation today. Please know there are probably a lot more than this, um, but our time is limited, and we want to make the most of it with all of you. And so um, here's the first one. Here's the first principle to keep in mind uh, for the TechWise family. Tech technology is here to stay. Use it to your advantage. And it seems pretty self-explanatory, but we're just easing into this conversation um, because I didn't get my first smartphone when it came out in 2007. No. Um, but clearly, yeah. it's getting better, and it's coming out faster. Um, My experience it's not with going technology anywhere. until I was like 24 was I died over and over from dysentery on the Oregon Trail. That's right. So that's, that's my exposure. That's my education. That's right. That right? was such a great game, the right. Oregon Trail. So no wonder my kids are like, whatever, Mom, would you quit trying to teach me about technology? Right. Yeah. yeah, but I think the, the reality is is that it's not going anywhere, and, um, and you don't have to be Amish to follow Jesus here, right? You don't have to shun it completely. So um, instead, we want to recognize the disadvantages, the harm, but also um, really um, lean into or you know, point our kids, our families, ourselves toward the advantages, right? Of which there are many. Yeah, for sure. Um, technology is good as long as you don't misuse it. Um, I mean, we've had, there's Zoom, which a lot of us are like, Zoom. But Zoom has been really good for us to connect with um, each other during our quarantine time. Like, there's a lot of things that technology is good for as long as you use it properly and as long as there are restrictions on it. Um, yeah, it's really good to be able to connect. I was able to connect with teens when I couldn't have youth group. Like, that is a great mm -hmm. tool to have, and technology gave us that. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, just the simple fact that um, the Bible app, right? If you don't have the Bible app on your smartphone, maybe you should. Um, it, it has now provided the Bible um, for anyone, the billions of people all across the globe <laughs> who have never, um, maybe they don't have God's word um, or they don't have a Bible in their home, but they have a smartphone and they can download the Bible app um, to engage with God's word too. So, I mean, the advantages are just numerous, but we also recognize too that our phones are highly addictive in nature. Um, they expose us and uh, other people we love to things we don't and shouldn't be exposed to. Um, it also um, gives us a false sense of privacy, I think, in many ways, mm -hmm. which we'll talk about in a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, and so there's this need, I think, um, for us to have better conversations in our home and to be the ones who initiate those conversations, which is really is kind of the heart of this message, if you, you want to call this a message today, is that 
the, the thing we want to do is cultivate a heart connection through conversation, mm -hmm. right? Definitely. Yeah, we talked a lot about that this week as we were planning. So um, how, what's the goal here? Is we're, we're cultivating a heart connection through conversation. Like, how do we do that? Conversation is great to have with your kids. And one of the best things that my parents did for me and my brother were to have those really awkward conversations, even when I didn't want them. Like sometimes they were just super awkward and I was like, please do not talk to me about this right now. Um, but honestly, like those conversations, that open dialogue that I had with my parents, now at 25, I feel comfortable talking to them about pretty much anything because I, they, they really worked on um, making sure that, the, that we knew as kids that they were a very safe place to go to. And so I think that making sure that um, conversations are happening, even the awkward ones, is key. And this goes beyond technology. This is just about life in general. Um, just make sure that those conversations happen and welcome the awkwardness, because mm. it's, it's okay to have awkwardness in your home. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that we always, as parents, need to start um, over each day remembering what our goal is as a parent. And so those conversations need to happen around everything, like Faith said, not just technology. So, um, and here's another thing I've, I've learned over the years is I've never met a parent who didn't want to be a better parent, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So no matter what stage or where that parent is, they want to do better. So, um, what I am here to say, and definitely I do, um, start, start really young growing a heart connection that is between you and them and Jesus first because you're going to, technology is one battle that you have, right, in this world. We live in a broken, broken world full of battles for our kids. And so technology is just one part of it. And so we always have to just remember, what is the goal for me, um, for, for my kid? And for me, my husband, it is that we want our children to, to know Jesus so well and to walk with him in a way and to watch us walk with him and fall and fail and get up out of that pit over and over again, but in a way that when they do face those temptations and when they do fail, because they will fail, they have failed, they know that they are still loved, that they are forgiven, and that they can get back up and they can start over again. Um, it, it, as a parent, I have three kids who are so very, very different, and they are so very different from me, and they are so excited that they're different from me, right? Like, they are mm. really happy about mm. that. But they, you know, I've got a ballerina who loves science. Mm. Nothing, nothing, nothing from me. Mm. I've got an artist who, who loves music, and she can learn anything artistically, and she works hard at school. Like, she spends her days and her free time studying didn't get that from me. And then I have a son who absolutely loves basketball and fishing. Now he did, he, he loves school because you go there and you meet people and you talk. And that's what he got from me. But um, mm. I don't know a thing, a thing about any of those things. I know nothing. And I really know nothing about basketball and fishing. But it's not like I said, well, I don't know anything about basketball and fishing, so you're on your own. Like, whatever. Try to meet your goals. Make your dreams happen. Land in. You'll be fine. Yeah. No, like, none of us do that. We want to help our kids with the things that they love, right? And so I Googled it. 
I Googled basketball drills, and I was so excited. I was like, Landon, we can do basketball drills at home. I can coach you. I will be your home coach. <laughs> he didn't want that. Shocking, I know. Shocking. He did not want that. But I still did it, and he finally kind of came around a few times, like maybe less than 10, but he did him. You know, but that's the same, same thing. If I want my kids to do well with technology or basketball or whatever, I want them to know Jesus because that's what we're created, to be in relationship with Jesus. So I got to start with the basics, and I got to start pouring God's word mm. into their heart yeah. at the very, very young age yeah. of you know, as soon as they can look at that baby Bible, you start pouring God's word into their heart, and you will be amazed. You will be amazed at what God's power can do in their heart, even when they won't show you. Mm-hmm. But he is working. Psalms 119.11 says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. So that's just a promise I, I claim for my children, yeah. that no, I am not good at technology. Yeah. I am not good at parenting this. Yeah. But I have, I have put God's word in your heart. Yeah. And so um, I, I feel like when kids have that to begin with, whatever we approach them with, that they don't want to hear what we have to say. When they have God's word in their heart, he is powerful. It is a living word. And he will move their hearts to accept what you're saying a little bit, maybe a little faster, maybe a little easier. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, so my mind, I think about when we decide to give our kids a device, whether it's a tablet or a phone, really that what we're giving them in ourselves is a, another invitation to more conversation, really. Yes. Um, and so um, the way I have it in my notes is just like we advise against giving your child a tablet or smartphone if you're not ready to have those awkward conversations multiple times, and good conversations, by the way, but awkward ones too, um, multiple times a week for many years to come. You know, I grew up just pre-internet, really. Um, and, and, and I remember when, you know, dial-up modems, right? And you couldn't be on the phone while on the internet at the same time. And, and, um, and so I remember, I remember finding material on the internet. And, and I knew my parents knew, and nobody talked to me about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not a knock on my parents who loved me. They just didn't know how to have the conversation because it was so new. It's not new anymore, you know, no. but we have to have those conversations. But it's new to every parent that has to deal with it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So we want to build confidence and trust um, by initiating those conversations. Um, and... Um, we're going to, we've provided, we have a whole bunch of really good conversation starters for you as parents or grandparents. Um, we'll provide that right up here at the front at the end of service if you'd like a copy of those questions. In fact, you've, you've had some conversations recently, yeah. right, Nikki? About I, that? I really do try. Yeah. I try to sneak them in. Yeah. Um, they, they're, they're too old, so really start young. Please start young, um, <laughs> asking them questions. But um, yeah, we do try and. Um, I never know what to ask them, and so I am so thankful for the resources that we can find from experts. But yes, we have some really good that, we're gonna, that we will hand out to you guys here, and I used a couple of them the other night. I think they're all downstairs serving, so um, this is good for me. And um, they responded 
to the questions that I asked for one of the first times in a long time because they, you know, they're just at that age where they don't want to talk about a whole lot with me. So um, finding the right questions to ask. For some of you, not a hard thing. For those of you who are like me, so difficult. But that's where we go to other people, just like I did for basketball, um, and find the right questions to ask. And um, definitely let them know that you are coming to them, trusting them, right? Like you trust them yeah. and they are trustworthy. Yeah. They are children of God. Yeah. They, they are trustworthy. One of the hard things that I had to learn, um, and I don't know when I learned this, but it just dawned on, to me, it just dawned on me that, that my older kids, um, they care just as much about the person they met online, maybe through a friend or through a social media app. Um, they care so much about that person just as much as they care about me as their dad, um, just as much as their mom and their brothers and their sisters. They, they, they don't fundamentally know the difference between online and in-person friendship. Um, and so that, that was a hard, like, I've tried to change their mind on that, but I've just had to come to accept that that is reality. And, and, and so we have to talk a lot about in our homes, too, about how online interactions hurt just as much as real ones, right? Mm-hmm. Um, about interacting with strangers and the fact that online privacy doesn't exist in our world um, in the way that we think it does. And, and so one of the more practical things especially when, a, when that trust is in tension, something has happened, it's not good, um, and, and the, you find out, either you find out through a third party or they come to you. So important, right, parents? You, we have to practice our I'm not shocked face. <laughs> Just, you got to practice it. Do it's it so right hard. now. It's so hard, Josh. I know. <sighs> but that is not the moment you want to blow up, I don't, right? Okay, just wanted to let you know you do have a microphone. I'm sorry, Don't I be afraid to use it. <laughs> it's here. She doesn't say much, but when she does, good. it's right on. So, good, good Faith. Um, but practice your I'm not shocked face um, to continue to build that trust um, with, your, with your child or with your teen. Um, moms, moms, right? Can't show that, that face. Um, so, all right, anything else on that before we uh, move to number three? Before we move on? Okay. Number three, parents are the protectors, right? Um, if you bought the phone and you pay for the cell plan, it's your phone, right? It's your phone. So you get to call the shots. And you are also responsible for how our, your kids um, use the device. So here's the question everybody was asking earlier this week. What's the appropriate age to give a child a smartphone or tablet? All right, experts, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to take this one? What's the appropriate I, age? There's a lot of people that are talking about it out there. I think they already know. I know. Um, why don't you take it, Faith? Okay. <laughs> what age did you get your first? Yeah. So I don't actually remember the age I got my first smartphone. I'm pretty sure it was in high school. Um, I got a Samsung flip phone. Yes. 
where you had to like hit A multiple times or one multiple times. Um, when I was in, I was actually in sixth grade because I started babysitting and everybody started to not have their landlines anymore, but I could only use it for those purposes, um, which was good um, and I respected that. Uh, one thing that, so I don't really know if there's the right age. I think it's whenever you're willing to start talking to your kids about it and having an ongoing conversation about it. Um, and when you're willing to make sure that you're going to do all that you can to protect them from anything that could be bad on the internet or on the phone. And so um, there is one thing that I asked my mom the other day. I said, so what do you uh, regret not doing as a parent? And she said, honestly, like, I regret not asking you guys to give me your passwords. And teens, kids, I'm talking to you right now. If you're not willing to give your parent your password, I need you to do a heart check and ask yourself, am I trying to hide something from my parent? And parents, it doesn't have to be a, I don't trust you. It can be, man, I love you and I care so much about you that I wanna do all that I can to protect you because you are my entire world. And so teens and kids, it's not that your parents don't trust you, it's that they love you. And you need to respect that and know that they're your parent and that's their job to protect you. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the best advice that I can give is just make sure that you're willing to have those conversations with your kids. Um, and kids, if your parent wants your password, give them your password and make sure that you are um, doing a heart check if you're not willing to do that. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. What do you want to add to that, Nikki? Yeah, I'd say our house, you know, every family is different and your needs are different. Man, um, smartphones, they make parenting um, really, really difficult and at times they allow us to be a little lazy, right? Yeah. I mean, I am sure. guilty. So there's good things. I would say our oldest, um, <laughs> she's here right now. So uh, <laughs> she didn't get a phone for a long time. And the day that she got a red flip phone was, you know, the best day of her freshman year, right? And then um, I think she got a smartphone senior year around that time. I don't know. See how good I am at parenting technology? So, um, and then, and I liked that. I liked that a lot. Like, there wasn't anything to worry about, right? Um, But then, uh, and that was just our family circumstances. We were home a lot. We just, we just didn't, need that so but time flies right really quick in technology so now we have two younger kids and um they both got received theirs in seventh grade um with a lot a lot of rules um we a phone contract is very important to give to your kids and we're gonna talk about that in a little bit but um seventh grade was what worked for our family and i think i will never forget the day that we prepared to give our phone to our son, the phone to our son. And I had to talk to him about things I wasn't comfortable talking about, right? And I had to introduce him to things. And I thought, oh, he's already heard a lot of this stuff, but he hadn't. And that's not for every case, but we were, wow, thank you, Lord, for that. But our son didn't know what sexting was or even what pornography was. So when you are ready to have the conversation with your kids, about sexting and pornography, 
and the dangers and addictions of that, then you can give them a phone, maybe. But until you're ready yeah. for that conversation, yeah. uh, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of boldness. And you go to places you never knew you would go. That's right. right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so for uh, the Cooper House, um, right now, uh, we do tablets at double digits. So if you're 10 in our house, you can have tablet. I have a seven-year-old who really wants a tablet in the worst way. Yes. Um, I'm not convinced even at 10 years old he'll be ready for it, to be honest. Yeah, um, every kid is different. Yeah, yeah. And the phone came along at about seventh grade for us as well. Mm-hmm. But, like, too, one of the things I thought about is, you know, I, I, I don't have a gun, right? I, I don't shoot guns. A lot of people do. And, but I know that I would never hand my child a loaded gun without training them and supervising them mm-hmm. constantly, mm-hmm. right? You just wouldn't do that. But so when we give our kids a smartphone, I also think it doesn't mean we give them permission to download and do everything that they mm-hmm. want, right? It's, it's, it requires vigilance and supervision and, and training and monitoring, right? Mm-hmm. It's about like using filters and software in our homes and on our devices. Um, and boy, there are so many options out there. There are mm-hmm. people asking on our Facebook page this week about that. There are over 50 different kinds of filters and monitoring software available to you. Um, I've tried, we've tried a lot of them. Um, and then we got our money back after 30 days cause they didn't do what we had hoped they would do. Um, and also too, with it, when it comes to filtering and, and monitoring, um, free, free stinks. <laughs> you get what you pay for. Right. Yeah. Right. You get what you pay for. So mm-hmm. you have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I learned this too, that there is no perfect app or, or filter that will do all the things that mm-hmm. I want it to do. No. There isn't a single one that will do yeah. all of the things. Yeah. yeah. We have to learn that the hard way, unfortunately, yeah. just to, just to, in our own home, no matter, definitely get all the monitoring services, get everything that Josh tells you to get because Josh is an expert. But uh, um, find what works for you. And we did this, you know, and we've been doing it for a long time. And we had, I think, just probably one one computer in our home. And this was probably 13 years ago. And we had whatever they told us to put on, on it. We did it. And we had our nephew staying with us. And if you know me at all, um, my nephews and my nieces are as precious to me as my children. And um, the fact that their parents let them stay in our home is a huge gift to us. And um, my husband is an outdoorsman expert, right? And he has taught our kids everything that they need to know to be safe. And he'll teach other people's kids to, what they need to know to be safe. And he, he adores them and he loves them. And, and we do too. And our nephew was there. And our nephew and our son, they were talking to him about hunting knives. Something about hunting knives. And just... You know, what do you do? Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, boys, why don't you go Google this hunting knife? Let's, like, let's find out more about it, see how much it costs, see what it is, and I'll be, I'll be right back. You know, no big deal. We have all the monitors on our computer that we need. But I tell you, in, that, in those few moments, our beautiful, sweet, um, innocent little nephew was exposed for the first time ever because pop-ups came up um, to and our son to inappropriate nude photos 
um, that had popped up on that site. And we had the monitoring mm -hmm. systems. So we as believers, those of you who are listening who are believers, we know we live in a really broken, broken world. And Satan wants our children. He wants them all the time and he'll do whatever it takes. But um, our God is so much stronger. So we cannot, like we have to protect them. Proverbs 4.23 says that guard your heart with everything you have. And so as parents, guard your children's heart with every power that you can. But also know that Jesus is in that in every step and every day that you're living with them. Um, so it's just the same to me as walking down a really rainy day on a really rainy day, and maybe you decide to take family pictures on the rainiest day of the year, right? And your kids are all dressed up, and there are mud puddles everywhere on the street, and you are looking good, and your kids are looking good, and a big truck comes down the road, and you know what's going to happen, right? They're going to hit that mud puddle, and your kids are going to be covered in muddy water. Water. So you do everything you can to get your kids away from that muddy water, but you can't, right? That muddy water is going to splash on your kids, no matter what you do, no matter what you do. So that is why you got to protect, protect your kids with more than monitors. you got to protect them with the unconditional love of Jesus Christ. And you do that by helping them know who he is, by planting the word of God in him. And don't tell me it's too hard. Mm. I barely passed high school. <laughs> and it's never too late. But it's never too late. Yeah. You can't, everyone can do it. And, and the, Jesus, it's just like our, he, he wants the best for your kids. And so in that story I share with you is we had the conversations. Um, my family calmed me down because I, I did not keep the calm face. Mm. I was freaked out for nights, for weeks. I was so worried about it. But we had the conversations with my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, and with, with the boys and they love Jesus so much. My nephew is now in college studying to, to do ministry, and he, he loves people better than anybody I know. So don't beat yourself up. Do what you need to do so they are always pointing back to Jesus, no matter what muddy waters they find. It's good. So good. Number four, we want you to listen and learn from the actual experts. <laughs> But, you know, experts have a lot to say and weigh in on this about best practices and boundaries. Boundaries are good. They're healthy. They're right. We can flourish um, in, within the context of, of, of boundaries. Uh, we are humans, which means we have limitations. We have boundaries. There are things we can and cannot do no matter how hard we try. How about you, Faith? What are some of your best practices um, what, what would you like to, to bring to this on that note? So starting pretty young, um, my parents taught my brother and I that when we are together, we're together. The things on the phone, the things on the tablet, those things can wait. But that moment that you're with your family, you're never going to get that back. Yes, you may have more dinners. Yes, you'll have more family gatherings. But you will never get that specific moment in time back with your family. And so be present with your kids. Be present with your parents. Um, just enjoy the time that you have together and know that the things on the phone are going to wait. That notification's still going to be there. And it's not going to be the end of the world if you don't check it right away. Yeah. My dad owns his own business, and he is one of the busiest people that I know. 
But when we're together, he says, okay, and it's not always perfect, like it doesn't always happen, but he really works on making sure that his phone's away because he knows the importance of being together in the moment with our family. And I'm so, so grateful for that. And I'm grateful that my parents both taught me that and now I can continue to do that. Yeah, it's good. Things like, uh, I mean, you mentioned earlier pa- uh, passwords and accountability, um, sharing passwords between spouses. My wife always has access to my phone. These are just really practical, simple things like not having your screens at the table during meal times or at certain times of the day. Um, you could take breaks together uh, once a week or for a few hours a week. Um, you could put the phones away. Um, you know, uh, char- like where you charge your devices, that's important. Um, the, you ever had the, like, I need my phone by my bedstand because it's my alarm clock? Um, and that, that's what I use, right? Well, that's not really a great practice. Um, and they have these cool things at Walmart called alarm clocks. Um, and so, um, you know, I had to train my kids how to use them. Um, but some of these things are idealistic, um, but there are things that we continue to, to put effort into and to practice, even though we continue to stumble and we continue to mess up. And we don't always, we have a lot of arguments about that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, but um, again, we're just, we're just encouraging our kids to think about how mm-hmm. and how, the, how they're using tech and how it impacts the quality of their life, especially in the relationship piece with God, with themselves, and with others. Um, number five is really a, a summary statement here, um, but it's, it's just a great, great re- reminder that they hear you some, but they watch you more, right? They hear you some. What you have to say, they will sometimes hear. Most often that's the case, but they're watching. Yes. They're always watching. And so, um, one of the things that I live by, just a personal philosophy of mine, this isn't um, anything that I really got from Scripture or anything like that, but I, but I never ask my kids to do anything that I haven't already done. It doesn't matter if it's the ironing or the laundry or oil change, like, I have to go first. I have to lead the way and, um, and do those hard things first before I can expect them to um, so they hear you some, but they watch you more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've been talking quite a bit about that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that stinks, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's just be real. Um, yeah. And you know, it breaks my heart because I, because of what I said earlier, I don't know a parent, I haven't ever talked to a parent who doesn't want to be a better parent. Right. But, and this is in our, our own home too. There is not a week that goes by in this building that I have small group with a kid that I do not hear at least one time, my parents are on their phone all the time. My dad is on his phone all the time. And you guys are, like, really good parents. Mm. So um, just a reminder, yeah, your kids are watching you all the time. They're watching me. My kids are watching me and my husband all the time. And you are probably doing amazing things on your phone. You could be learning how to speak Greek. Probably not. But you could be. So, but to them, that's not what they see. They see us on our phones. And then a few, you know, this is a two-year-old, a four-year-old, an eight-year-old. Yeah. And, and then we, when they turn 12 or 13, we're like, put your phone down. You know, they're not going to listen. When, when, when we prioritize our devices, 
and whatever good stuff we're, we're taking in from our dice, device over people, we actually remain really relationally immature. Mm. And our kids are growing up. Right now they have. Right. So um, we have to remember that relationally we want our kids to be really mature and to be able to hand, handle all kinds of relationship circumstances. So um, yeah. we also know science tells us that um, our technology rewires our brains. Right. And so um, the younger our kids have it, the earlier the rewiring of their brain is happening, whether it's good or bad, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we learn from science too that more children at the age of five know how to use every kind of technology that there is than know how to tie their shoe. So, um, and I know five is young, like I get that, but, or know how to even ride a bike. So more kids by the age of five know how to use technology than they do. This is what, this is what we've learned through studies. So um, just as a parent, rethink. Rethink what you're doing with your time and with the screens with your kids at a very young age. I get it. Like, I have been on a plane with a two-year-old niece. It was awesome to have mm. that tablet. Like, I get that. Mm. Like, it's good. But also, when you're sitting at dinner and you're waiting at the restaurant and you just want your kid to be quiet, like, I, I get that. I didn't get that opportunity. So sometimes I get a little jealous, right? Like, I didn't have phones with my kids were little. They had to just sit here. But whatever, that's bitterness. Okay, so. Mm. Um, Keeping it real. Yeah. That's good. Um, it's fine. Uh, but I don't know. Think about this tie. Does your kid know how to tie their shoe? And it's not a judgment call. Like, there's a lot of things my kids don't know how to do. So, but spend that time maybe at the restaurant teaching them how to tie their shoes instead of. Um, mm giving them the screen, just, just think of ways you can, you can replace that with some things that your kids really need. They crave. They don't know they crave. But we all crave personal attention. Yeah. So. That's so good. And it's a great way to begin to wrap this up. Um, just to close, we want you to know um, that our team... We're here for you. We're here to cheer you on and, and to champion you and, and please so that you can win us. at home. Yeah. yeah um, We're parents too. And, um, and so after service, Nikki's going to close uh, here in just a second. But if you would like some of the resources that we have, we put together just a, real, a cell phone contract uh, for you. Um, to use um, if you don't or you're thinking about getting your child their first um, cell phone or, or device. Um, you have a contract you can enter into with them along with some really good conversation starters and, so, and some other resources on there. Really so that will be here for you up front when we're done. But Nikki, mm -hmm. why, don't you, uh, why don't you close us up today? All right. I know that um, Mark and the team are going to come up and sing just a really perfect song to end this out, so I'm thankful for that. But the, one of the things that we thought about was we have a lot uh, on our plates as parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and just neighbors of kids, and we want so much more for our kids than we're able to give them, yeah. especially right now, right? And so the last thing that we want any of you to leave here is to have more anxiety or more worry about teach, um, protecting your kids from the dangers of technology, and that's the last thing that we want. So um, I just found yesterday Isaiah 41.10, and I will just um, close out with that. Fear not, for I am with you. I am your God, and I will strengthen you, and I will help you, and I will hold you up. 
You guys, God is for you. Just start simple. Start small. And God is going to give you more. He's going to give you everything you need. I am terrible at parenting technology, but God hasn't given up on me, and he has protected my kids in ways that he probably shouldn't have. But here's, just remember that your goal is that your kids know who they are in Christ. Ultimately, that's your goal, that your kids know who they are in Christ. And who they are is that they are delighted in. Mm. They are rejoiced over. And they are loved dearly beyond any amount of love that any of us all combined together could give. They were purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm. And that grace Mm. is bigger and enough, more abundantly enough for any mistakes that they're going to make on technology or other people are going to make against them on technology and that you are going to make as a parent. It is enough. And if you're not seeing that truth in your life, have faith. Keep on walking with Jesus. Don't give up on him. I have been in this church working with kids for a very long time, and I have seen kids fall into a pit, but I have seen their parents keep their faith, Mm -hmm. and they're in their 30s now, and they are walking with Jesus again. So don't give up. He's always, he is always for your kids. Thanks, ladies. Thanks, everybody.